Hi, besties. You're listening to Long Distance BFF. I'm Tristan. And I'm Samantha. We're your new best friends. Each episode, we'll dive into friendship head first. We'll talk about celebrity friendships, heartwarming friendships, and maybe share some tips to keep your friendship strong along the way. We're the friendship experts. Hi, besties. Hello, besties. How are you? Good, good. How are you? Good. We haven't done this in a little bit. Well, we have a really interesting subject today. Yes, we've been talking about this for a few days, trying to figure out a time to pod and talk about it. So we are going to be talking about the effects of social media on friendships lately. Yes. Is it good? Is it bad? Yeah. Is it changing us? All right. So what do you think? I sent you I sent you this article originally about it. Did you read it or did you just look up your own stuff? So I did read it. It's from BBC. It had a, it had a lot of good information on it. I agree. Yeah. So what do you, so, okay. So let's go back into the past. So we grew up, we were friends without social media. Correct. Our social media was the phone, my clear Mm -hmm. phone (laughs) that lit up when it rang and writing notes back and forth. Yes, definitely. So phone. And then especially when you moved, we wrote letters to each other Mm -hmm. all the time. We were very big on writing letters to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of trying to compare and really the only thing you can compare is like text messages. You know how sometimes text messages, you don't always see the person's tone in a text message. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of compare that with notes Maybe a little bit, although I always knew when you were mad at me in my notes (laughs) (laughs) or in like the notes that I read, whereas because of like the handwriting and the doodles and that kind of thing with text messaging, I guess you have emojis and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you can see if somebody's being sarcastic because of the types of emojis they put. And I think kids like teenagers, especially these days, have all of their little secret meaning emojis to say whether they're joking or being sarcastic or whatever. So I guess you can kind of compare that a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I think too, when I would hand you the note or you would hand me the note, you'd be like, oh, read this, you know, yes, (laughs) you'd get to have a little bit of context before you passed this note between classes. Right. Yeah. So I think I know that I've had some trouble here and there with text message, you know, text messaging friends and coming across a different way than I thought I was and having to be like, oh, wait, no, that's not what I meant. Or reading it, being the other person and reading it and being, okay, are they upset with me? Do they want me to come? Do they not want me to come? Why are they repeating themselves or what? Right. So there's all kinds of stuff that definitely could get in the way than just simply talking on the phone mm-hmm. and curing it. So now, did you know that years and years ago when phones just came, actually even before that, when letters first started becoming popular, they thought that that would take away from friendship. 
<laughs> and then when phones came around, they said, oh, this is going to take away from friendship because they're going to talk on phones instead of being with each other. And now we're doing the same thing with social media. Is this going to change friendships? Right. That's funny. Yeah. So everything just evolves. It does. Now we're going to, now we're going to be friends with AI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to have real life friends. Just, just our AI friend. Although we have to thank social media for us becoming friends again. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that is definitely a plus of social media is getting friends back together and starting new friendships because people will meet on social media and have the same interests. I mean, there's all kinds of like meetup, like meet, I think there's like (laughs) meetup.com where you meet up with people that have your same interests. Yeah. Different chat rooms. And I think that that is really great because sometimes you might have trouble meeting people. And now with the internet, you can find like-minded people that you would have had trouble finding offline. Mm -hmm. So it's a different kind of friendship, I think, when you have a solely online friendship. But I don't think that it necessarily means that it's not a friendship. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I know. So back to just teenagers today. And because that's kind of, you know, adults getting friendship. That's like, I think that's a big positive with social media is adults finding friends with the same interests, but getting back to teenagers who are in school. So they're already making friends face-to-face in school every day and whether or not social media is a negative for them. I know that my daughter, she never, ever talks on the phone. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. She just text messages her friends. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't. Okay. I take that back because she definitely video chats with her friends. Mm -hmm. So they're like, honestly, I feel like face timing, face chatting. That's a phone call. That's a phone call. You could, it's even better actually, because you can see each other. So I would consider that a phone call. Anytime you're using your own voice is a phone call. Yes, that's true. So she's de- she definitely talks to her friends on the phone. So do you think, though, that that is taking away from their person to person, like getting together in real life? Because I know when I was a kid, I wanted to be at a friend's house every weekend. Oh, yes. Same here. I was never, I never spent the weekend alone, ever. No. No, you were either at someone's house or somebody was at your house. And now, and it might just be my daughter and your daughter's personalities. They have very similar personalities. (laughs) They do. They just, they like to be in their room (laughs) alone. (laughs) But I wonder if that's across the board taking away because they're like, well, I can just sit and play a video game and talk to my friend online or video chat instead of hanging out in person. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely think with the teenage group that we have right now, there is some changes. They Mm -hmm. are changing. They're doing different than what we did. We sat and talked on the phone for a couple hours every single night until our parents kicked us off. Mm -hmm. Every single night we would get home from school, maybe do our thing, you know, get our homework done or whatever. And then the rest of the night 
until my mom told me I had to get off the phone. I was talking to you. (laughs) I don't know. And I think it was like the same thing. Sometimes we might not have even been actively talking. We were just doing things and then saying what we were doing. I have specific memories of like late because I had a bunk bed Mm -hmm. and I had the one it was like a couch bunk bed so it was Mm -hmm. a futon underneath and a bunk bed on top super cool I remember that (laughs) I had a couch in my room yes I have specific memories of laying on my bunk bed couch thing and like picking my legs up and hooking my toes into the bars, like while we were talking <laughs> and like lifting myself from my feet, you know, like doing like butt lifts, like while we're talking, it must've sounded terrible. Like as we're talking, cause I would just sit there and do these like lifts with my toes. Oh my gosh. Like why we would sit and talk on the phone. So we couldn't go far because we all had the corded phones. Yeah. But I would just lay there on my corded phone and... Yes. What did we even talk about? Because we talked all day at school. Just I probably just went through our day. Yeah. We just... Our feelings, our thoughts. So do you get that out when you're using a text message? I don't know. Like, how do you get your thoughts? And I mean, I text a lot. Don't get me wrong. I love, I prefer texting, but there are some things that need to be said in person. And that is what I am learning. So for instance, right now I am helping somebody out right now and it was only supposed to be for the summer. And I know that I need to tell them, Hey, summer's over. Just a reminder that I can't help you out anymore. Like it was just an agreement for the summer. And I know that I need to tell them over the phone or in person Mm -hmm. that I can not do this anymore and not it. I just don't feel like I can construct a text that would be polite and not because I am. It is okay. We've discussed this. Like, yes, you're not like, I'm done. I'm done with you. It's over. Don't text me again. (laughs) Right. But I don't want it to sound like I'm not grateful and I didn't enjoy like helping them out and stuff. So I think you have to know when it's time to text and when it's time to call. For a call. Yeah. No, agreed. So yeah, I looked, I looked up a bunch of different articles and I just kind of Googled social media effects on friendship and It was probably half and half of articles that said it's negative and articles that said it's positive. So I thought that was really interesting that it's kind of just your, your situation. Like I said, with adults, I think like women our age, especially it's a great thing because Mm -hmm. it keeps you in contact with, I mean, look at Facebook. It keeps us in contact with our high school friends. Right. And just friends we've made all along the way. And then like we were talking about on kids and teenagers, it's maybe a little bit, little bit of a negative. The study that I came across on several websites, did you read that the, um, from the anthropologist Robin Dunbar? I don't think so. Called like the Dunbar effect or Dunbar, Dunbar's number. Mm. Anyways, there's this, anthropologist and they have, they did several studies on the human brain and I actually have the article. Let me read it to you real quick. And I found it on several sites. So that's what made me really think about this. Okay. 
I have it up on my screen. And then I also have it on my phone on a totally different website. And it, they both say the same thing. So Dunbar goes to say that we roughly can only be friends with 150 people. Mm. So anything above that in our Facebook, our Instagram, whatever social platform you're using or several social platforms you're using, if you have more than 150, then all that's doing is is like draining us in a way. Okay. And then it talks about how we have smaller groups of people. It seems we can really only handle about 150 friends, including family members. And that's from Dunbar, a professor of the Department of Experimental Psychology at the University of Oxford. He tells Healthline that this limit is set by the size of our brains. Hmm. So, and then he talks about having like 15 close friends and then like five like best friends. You would tell your secrets too. Yes. So we need to interact at least once a week for the intercore, which is the five intimate friends, at least once a month for the outer layer of those 15 best friends. And then at least once a year for the remainder of the 150 friends. Okay, kind of your acquaintances. Yes. Yeah. But they're yeah. they're friends or someone you'd be happy yeah, to see, I guess, want to yeah. catch up with, but they're not someone that you require to see all the time. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on to say, so what happens if you have a friend or follower number group greater than 150 on your social media networks? It's a meaningless number. Hmm. So um, he also says we are fooling ourselves. You can certainly sign up as many people as you like, but that doesn't make them friends. We're all we're doing is signing up people that we would normally think of as acquaintances in the offline world. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, I, I actually really almost agree with that. And it's almost making me rethink some of my stuff. Like, do I need 500 friends? Do I even need to really follow them? And then they talk about the energy that you are using to look at these people is actually draining you of your energy. Oh yeah. And we've always talked about the more, you know, the people that you follow that maybe you don't care so much about and you get that jealousy, like, well, why are they going on multiple vacations every year? Or they're already remodeling their house. They just did. I wish I could remodel my house. So yeah, yeah, having less and then, yeah, those 150 that you really care about those ones, you don't get that those feelings of jealousy because you care about them and you're happy for them. That's what I think too. And we do this everyone. I know you and I talk about this all the time. We'll go through our Instagram and you know, this person's not bringing me joy anymore. Unfollow. And, Mm -hmm. and I think there's a difference too, between following a influencer and then following a friend. Like I don't think of these influencers as my friend. They're more entertainment. In my opinion, I don't think of any of the uh, Instagrammers that I follow. I don't think of them as friends. No, So I don't know if this goes in the same boat. I feel of them as more entertainment, but I do try to limit like how many I'm watching. Yeah. Well, I, so my Facebook got hacked about a year and a half ago and I, it just, it was gone. It's gone forever. So I had to start a new one up 
And I, so I went from like five or 600 Facebook friends, just people throughout my whole Facebook life that I mm-hmm. added, add here, add there, you meet somebody once and you add them and then whatever, you don't see them again or whatever, but they're there. Right. So I went from like five or 600 down to, I think I probably have a like around a hundred and it is so nice to not see these people that I don't really care about, you know, like old neighbors from years and years and years ago, you know? Right. But also it's hard because I, I, so I'm in the boat where I have, I don't even know how many friends. Oh, and that's another thing we should talk about. They call them friends. Are they really friends or are they just people you follow? Uh So I think we need to like not mess up what the really the Cause I always say, oh, I'm friends with them on Facebook. Am I really friends with them on Facebook? I follow yeah. them and they follow me. Like, but are we really friends? I think we need to change that word a little bit, yeah. but I was getting to a point of something. <laughs> um, oh, so you, <laughs> you got to start fresh. So you got to delete, well, you didn't delete them, but you did, yeah. and, you know, you don't have, aren't friends with all these old neighbors and yeah. all these people that were once in your life, your, your kids were friends when they were five and you're not right. But I'm at the point where, how do I delete these people without mm-hmm. maybe hurting their feelings? I don't know. I mean, I doubt that they would even notice. I wouldn't notice if they stopped following me. Yeah. But how do you just go and delete like 400 people? Yeah. I don't know. And how do you choose? Right. So I didn't have the choice. It all deleted. And then I had to go through and just remember people, you know, like, well, I want to be friends here and here. And then maybe the mutual friends would pop up and I'd be like, oh, yeah. But it was somebody I hadn't even thought Mm -hmm. about to add back. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's, it was really interesting to see like another, a friend of, so it's been a year and a half. So a friend of mine that moved to Australia, she just texted me or she messaged me and found me and added me. It had been a year and a half and I never even thought once <laughs> like, <Yes. laughs> oh, I need to add her back. Cause I just, she was out of my head. Right. You know, another thing I found myself doing, which absolutely annoys me is on Facebook, people you may know, Mm -hmm. people you may know, are you serious? And then I see that I share 30 mutual friends with this person and I don't know who they are. So then Mm -hmm. I have to go and like stalk them a little bit and like, well, how do 30 of my friends know you, but I don't know you. (laughs) (laughs) And then I've wasted my time doing that. So Yeah, I get, I try, I break myself of social media and then I get like sucked back in. Oh yeah. I break myself and then I get sucked back in. So I have a question. Are we spreading our friendships too thin with this many friends? Mm. Because we're spending time, like we're spending, even if it's just a moment liking their post and then reading all the comments underneath it, Mm -hmm. are we spreading ourselves too thin by sitting here? Because when we're spending time with these friends, these Instagram friends, when we're spending time with them, we're not spending time with our real friends. With our real friends. Yeah. No, it's true. Oh yeah. I could, I mean, I could spend an hour without even knowing it Instagram and just like, oh, that, yeah, that went by and I didn't even realize it. Whereas, yeah, you could spend an hour just 
talking on the phone or meeting up with a friend in real life or going over and talking to your neighbor for a little bit and catching up with them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely takes away from those personal face-to-face meetings and friendships. Yes. So if I had to come up with something, I would say everything in moderation mm-hmm. is good. If you are find yourself going and spending way too much time on social media, then it's probably not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're enjoying, like we, Marco Polo is social media. Yeah. Isn't that considered a social media? Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is because I live. <laughs> I went on my phone and put a limit to social media to an hour a day. And I had to, it says like, there's certain apps that you can, um, what's the word? Like Alert take you. out of that. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I could yeah. just like and everything except for Marco Polo. <laughs> Cause <laughs> I definitely spend more than an hour on Marco Polo most days. <laughs> So it won't shut off my Marco Polo. It just shuts off like Facebook and Instagram and those things. No, those are really good apps and like tools to utilize Mm -hmm. to cut your social media time. Yes. And sometimes I will override it because it'll say like, ignore this limit for the day. And sometimes I will, but it at least lets me know, okay, you've been on here for an hour yeah. And even if I'm like, ah, eh, whatever, it's still, it's in my head. It's, you know, you're doing bad. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then also for me, it's like summertime. I have, I have all the time in the world, all the time in the world to waste on my phone during the summer. When school what? gets back, I know I'll be way less. My weekly report <laughs> on my phone will be like way down. Yes. Yeah. So what do you, I know I mentioned this before, but what do you think about, so, you know, AI is like super huge in the news right now. What do you think about, do you think that anything's going to come out with friendships with AI? Honestly, I hope not because there's Mm -hmm. so many people out there who really need just that human connection. And I don't think that AI can replace human connection. Yeah. So I really hope that it it doesn't. I mean, I think I think it will get advanced enough to where people do start feeling like emotion for it. Like I I don't think I would, but I can see where people would start to feel emotion for an AI. Yeah. I mean, I think of how many times like watching Wally or something, and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, that poor little robot, you know, <laughs> like. It's yeah. A robot. He has no feelings, but yet you're still like, poor Wally. Like, yeah. Just picking so, up his trash. <laughs> yeah. So there is um a a startup called iFriend mm-hmm. and it is putting out it's like digital companionship. So it says it not only helps you fill the void of loneliness by lending a comforting ear, but it can also provide support and comfort when needed. It's designed to be able to understand your emotions and respond in a supportive way. Um, so that's interesting. And then there was another study done about soldiers in the military sharing their 
apparently shared more personal information with an AI therapist than they did with a human therapist. Mm-hmm. They felt it said they felt less judged and more understood by AI, which that could be, I mean, being a soldier in the military is a very complicated situation. So I could see mm. a therapist maybe that didn't have that experience or something, not understanding exactly, but maybe with AI, you know, and all of the information that AI has from other soldiers and everything, um, just kind of understanding it a little bit more is, is interesting. Well, I think there's a difference between a therapist and a human friend. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. So I definitely, I'm not going to knock it as far as that is what brings someone happiness and they really can't find human connection and they, and they really need this. And I don't want to knock it because if it's going to help them, then that's great. Yeah. Of course, I, I just think that there is no true replacement for that human connection, but I understand like there are times, you know, if I had some really, there's things I don't want to tell people like about my life or deep, dark thoughts that every single person has that we don't want to like express that or tell a human being because they might think we're an idiot (laughs) and being able to tell an AI because who cares what the AI thinks. So I can see that portion. Yeah. But just being lonely, looking for friendship, I would hope that I mean, if AI is, is, is what you need, then that, then good for you. I'm glad you found it, but hopefully human connection is something that you'd be able to find. Yeah. No, I still get a little bit freaked out with my Alexa. (laughs) I want to say that too. (laughs) Whisper it or she's going to hear you. (laughs) The other day I, we were getting, well, this was a couple of weeks ago. We were getting up to start going on our road trip. We had to get up early in the morning and I went into the, I was the first one up, of course, as the mother and I'm getting stuff ready. And I was like, Ooh, I, I'm going to do something fun. I'm going to turn on some music, some, some life is a highway mm-hmm. to get everybody else in the house up. So I, I, I didn't want my husband to hear me say, you know, Alexa play life is a highway. Sorry, everybody out there. But so I whispered it. I said, Alexa, play life is a highway. And I kid you not, she whispered back. She was like, okay, I'll play Life as a Highway. And no then she played it. Wait, I had no idea. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna go try it. It was so creepy. Oh my like, gosh. What? No way. She whispered back. You've got to go try it as soon oh, as we get I'm done. I'm going here. to. I'm going to. This is, I've never, what? Yes. She whispered back and then played the music like at a normal volume. It was wild. Wow. That was cool. very creepy. Okay. I creepy. could be friends with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was funny. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we have to try. So I just Googled AI friend and there's like so many, there's already so many websites and these like chat bot friends. So this might be, okay. this is a it. new thing. All right. Well, again, I'm not going to knock it. So if you have an AI as a best friend, you do you, you, yeah, whatever makes you happy. 
You do you. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess our conclusion here is that there's negatives and there's positives to social media effects on friendships. Mm -hmm. So there you go. (laughs) There's not a true answer. Everything in moderation. (laughs) Everything in moderation, as Samantha always says. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening, besties. Yes. Thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you next time. Love you, best friend. Love you, best friend. If you have a bestie question or comment or have a request, reach out to us via email at samandtrisldbff at gmail.com. Or message us through our Instagram, longdistancebff.com.